Fantasy Football Show. You want the latest info. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Who's hurt? Who's injured? Is listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Matchup breakdowns. First game today is too close to call. Oh. You need an edge to pound your opposition. Like if I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. I got no backup. The Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. That's right. The show to tune to for fantasy football knowledge. How many leagues are you in? I'm in 12 leagues. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Well, that is just pure fantasy football. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. It is week nine of the NFL season. It has begun with a thrashing by the Packers of the San Francisco 49ers, the COVID injury riddled San Francisco 49ers. We saw that on Thursday night and week nine is underway. We are, which means we are eight sixteenths of the way through our fantasy football season. If uh, my, my 10 year old daughter's fifth grade math tells me anything, that means we are halfway through if we reduce the fraction there. So we are halfway through our fantasy football season coming it down the stretch here with uh, week nine and lots of injuries at our disposal. I am Jeff Meller on ESPN 1000 here the fantasy football show with you every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m., helping you tackle the biggest issues of the day for your fantasy football team. I will run through some of the injuries at the top here, let you know what you need to be aware of at this uh, early morning hour before the games get kicked off at noon, and then we will field your questions via the phone, via the Twitch. You can check us out on Twitch. We're there at ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch. And uh, you can also hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Jeff underscore Meller. So let's get after it. 17th play of the drive. Elliott, touchdown. And the Cowboys who won the toss took the ball, wanted to make a statement, and a statement they just made. All right, so Ezekiel Elliott is dealing with a hamstring injury. Now, word is that his Saturday workout was good and that the Cowboys were encouraged, which means that he he should be available and ready to go. And so that's probably the actionable news that you're going to have to go off of because it's a 325 kick. The Cowboys obviously have a very difficult matchup against the number one run defense in the NFL in the Pittsburgh Steelers. What are you doing with Ezekiel Elliott? I will admit that if you have any decent alternatives, I would recommend probably turning away from Zeke at this point. Their offensive line is a mess. We know that their quarterback situation has been a mess since Dak left. We know that uh, their entire offense has been just depleted. So if you can turn away from Zeke, I think the ham- dealing with the hamstring inj- injury also gives you all the more reason to say, you know what, tough matchup this week. If you have anybody that you're even considering, I would say go ahead and use them instead of Ezekiel Elliott this week because I think uh, it's probably highly likely that you're not going to be encouraged by whatever Zeke gives you production-wise for fantasy purposes. Play pocket two. Matthews got a glitch comes. They pick it up. Stafford throws. It is end zone. Caught. Oh, baby, what a catch. Kenny Galladay, you're a freak. What a catch. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Oh, he laid out the hard that went in. How big is that? And the freak Kenny Galladay is not available for the Detroit Lions due to a hip injury. We will have to reevaluate how long he will be out in the coming weeks. But the man throwing him the ball in that highlight, Matthew Stafford, will be under center for the Lions. Just got word here that he did indeed pass his Sunday morning 
coronavirus test. So he will be good to go and start for the Lions. So if you're looking, if you need to use Stafford, he will be available. Again, though, his year hasn't been uh, nearly as productive as most people had hoped when they drafted him. So I'm still a little gun-shy about using Matthew Stafford if I don't have to, but he will be available tonight or um, today for the Detroit Lions. Kamara starts in the slot. Passes to Thomas. He's gone. Touchdown, Saints. I mentioned tonight that's because I got ahead of myself looking at the highlights on the screen. Michael Thomas there set to return in a pretty big matchup. The New Orleans Saints will take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Raymond James Stadium on Sunday Night Football tonight. The Definitely the most interesting game of the day if you're uh, unbiased there. But Michael Thomas will return. Drew Brees is set to play for the Saints in the NFC South showdown. So you are, I think you have to put Michael Thomas, Thomas into your lineup at this point, especially again in PPR scoring formats. He's just such a target monster. You really have to, you have to have him in your lineup, I think, if uh, if you drafted him and you, you waited it out this year, you didn't trade him away. You can finally exhale because Michael Thomas set to be available tonight for the Saints against the Bucks. Brady looking for Godwin and it is holding for the touchdown a clutch score past the halfway point of the fourth for Chris Godwin and the Bucks. So I'm going to continue to monitor this but it looks like Chris Godwin is also going to be available for the Bucks. He has the finger injury and you have to imagine if he's out there um, that he's probably going to be pretty close to his normal self. A finger injury, obviously, catching is critical for uh, a wide receiver. But I do think if he's out there, you probably have to start him. The one thing this does damper, of course, is uh, the big return that everybody in fantasy is probably awaiting. Antonio Brown, he will also debut for the Bucks tonight. And every report has been nothing but optimistic. He's People have talked about how he's looked explosive, just like he has in his past. He was the best wide receiver in fantasy football for a good stretch of four to five years there. Obviously, last year, he wasn't uh, wasn't much of a factor for anything but one game. But I think Antonio Brown, who, you know, I'm not expecting him to be out there on every snap. I do think he's somebody who, with all the injuries that we're dealing with in fantasy football these days, if uh, you were able to snag Antonio Brown, I would feel okay using him if, uh, if you were able to grab him. Ryan, 10 for 15 in the game. Throwing it deep for Ridley. He's got it. Breaks the tackle. And it's going all the way. Touchdown. So Calvin Ridley is listed as questionable, and it is a foot injury. He did practice this week, but this is from Adam Schefter. The team thinks it's going to be tough for him to play against the Broncos. So if you're a Calvin Ridley owner, you probably need to start making uh, other alternatives in that same game. Tim Patrick for the Denver Broncos may return. He's listed as questionable. He'll be a game time decision. He's somebody to who I know has given fantasy teams a bit of a boost because he's been very productive when he's been out there, even though he's missed the last couple of weeks. Tim Patrick, uh, a, a chance to return today. So he's somebody you're going to want to check on. But probably more importantly, if you're a Calvin Ridley owner, uh, does not look encouraging or sound encouraging from uh, from the latest uh, via Adam Schefter. They're going to go for it. Little misdirection. Wide open is Taylor, and he will stroll in for the Colts touchdown. All right, so Jonathan Taylor has been an absolute disaster for anybody who drafted him fairly high in their fantasy league this year, and uh, it certainly got worse last week as he's dealing 
with, uh, I believe it's an ankle injury, and he was in there the goal line when Jordan Wilkins got a chance to come in, and the offensive line did a great job for Jordan Wilkins. He was able to just walk right in. Jordan Wilkins was able to add another touchdown as well in that game, and all of a sudden we have a full-blown running back controversy for Colts fans or just Jonathan Taylor owners. I don't know exactly how this is going to play out. Jonathan Taylor being hampered with the ankle injury. I'm a little bit concerned. He certainly hasn't been nearly as dynamic at all this year as he was back in his college days at Wisconsin. So if you're somebody who has been wondering, what do I do with Jonathan Taylor? Uh, if, If you want to shy away from him this week with both the ankle injury and the fact that Jordan Wilkins... Uh, led the team in carries and was productive last week. And again, it's a tough matchup, too, for the Colts as they take on the Baltimore Ravens. So Jonathan Taylor owners, I'm probably a bit reluctant at this point to continue using him. For, on the other side of the ball, as I mentioned, against the Baltimore Ravens, uh, J.K. Dobbins was awesome last week. But the truth is that Greg Roman, the Baltimore Ravens offensive coordinator, has spoken openly about how he likes to have a fresh running back in there virtually every series. So I don't think anything's going to change just because J.K. Dobbins had a really good week. I think Gus Edwards is still going to be featured just as much as he has been in the previous weeks. It's going to be essentially a split as long as each guy remains healthy. Uh, Mark Ingram still questionable with an ankle injury. I think that's the only bright spot if you're a Dobbins slash Edwards owner is that between the two of them, you can get some production, but for them, it's a, it's a difficult matchup against the Colts at Lucas Oil Stadium today. So uh, I'd probably still use Dobbins uh, in most situations, definitely, if you're looking at him as a flex play. And same thing with Gus, Gus Edwards. Feel pretty good about where they're at because of uh, just the fact that the Baltimore running game is uh, so darn good. Now it's first and goal at the two. And here it is, Jacobs for the touchdown! Second touchdown of the game for Jacobs. All right, so uh, good news after uh, an illness kept him out of practice on Thursday. It looks like Josh Jacobs is going to be okay. He's also dealing with a knee injury, so he is somebody who you're going to want to continue to monitor today. It is a 3 o'clock game, but it sounds like Josh Jacobs will be available, and uh, in that same game, latest news, uh, the Chargers, who will be hosting the Vegas Raiders today, they uh, had a bit of a scare as Keenan Allen all of a sudden was uh, listed as questionable yesterday. He was added to the injury report. Turns out he had a sore throat. He then took a COVID test, tested negative yesterday. Latest word, just getting it now, he tested negative this morning, so it looks like Keenan Allen will be set and cleared to play today against the Raiders. So that is very good news for Keenan Allen owners. All right, uh, looking around here, got a bunch of calls. So 312-332-3776. I've also got plenty of other players I want to mention. We'll continue to do so throughout the show. But again, 312-332-3776, your opportunity to interact with me, Jeff Meller, here on ESPN 1000. Let's try Nathan, who is in Burbank. Nathan, you are on the Fantasy Football Show. Thank you, sir. I have a PPR uh, question. Uh, uh, Flex, A.J. Brown versus Bears or Marvin Jones versus Minnesota? And I believe uh, Stafford is going to play. You are correct. Yes, I, I uh, mentioned that at the outset, Nathan. Matthew Stafford will be available. I understand without Galladay you're intrigued by Marvin Jones, but personally this is one where I don't get a, I don't get too cute. Uh, the one thing Matthew Stafford does is uh, he doesn't really force feed the ball to anybody. He One of the reasons he is such a good quarterback is because he's willing to take whatever is available to him uh, via the defense. So I think at this situation – 
Marvin Jones is it's understandable why you're thinking that way, but I am not going to shy away from AJ Brown when he's out there on the field. He is uh, you know, one of the two most dynamic weapons the Titans have. I think they're going to probably get him his usual allotment of uh, you know, 8 to 10 targets and he's always got the possibility to uh, break a long one because of his his just uh, after the catch ability. Let's try uh John who is in Logan Square. Good morning, John. Good morning. Um, I need one of Darius Slayton, Marvin Jones, uh, Antonio Brown, or Zach Moss. Woo, this one's a tough one, John. I will tell you what. I personally would use Antonio Brown, but this is, I, I'm going to admit that none of us know exactly what the situation is going to be with Antonio Brown. I know, though, that, look, he's he's so darn explosive. I do think that Tom Brady is going to look for the opportunity to get him a touchdown. Now, it doesn't mean it's going to happen. It doesn't mean that opportunity will necessarily present itself, but I very easily could see a situation, John, where Antonio Brown goes out of his way. I'm sorry, Tom Brady goes out of his way to try and feed Antonio Brown a touchdown if they're near the goal line. And he's so darn explosive and, you know, he he didn't suffer an injury. I, we obviously know the uh, baggage that he's riddled with. That's you know, if assuming we're just playing fantasy football and we're not you know we're not worrying about um, the morality of players because that's outside of our hands. Uh, you know, if you have Antonio Brown on your roster today, I would personally probably use him in most situations, unless you're looking at some real studs and you have to find a way to get him into your line in that situation. Then maybe I'd be like a little bit more reluctant and want to see it. But uh, if you're talking about, you know, wide receivers who are anywhere in the like the 20 or below ranks for most um, sites, I think I'm going to use Antonio Brown in most situations because I think his uh, big playability is just its so explosive. I want a piece of that, and I do think Tom Brady might be a little motivated to try and find him uh, a way to get himself uh, get him a touchdown, if at all possible. Uh, let's slip in one more here. Uh, let's try my man Dave in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. What's up, Dave? How you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. Hey, I love this weather. I wish it was uh, the rest of the year, but it's, no, it's not going to happen. Uh, now, you know what, Dave? Dave, don't don't be negative. You are absolutely right. Absolutely right. Drink it in. We've got a couple more days at the very least, so let's enjoy every uh, every last drop of this beautiful, gorgeous weather we're uh, getting here in uh, early November. Yeah, I, well, I shouldn't be complaining, right? Exactly. Uh, I got uh, a, a PPR question here. I got to start one of these three, mm-hmm. and not real good choices. And one of these guys, you would think, if I gave you his name, you you know, any other time, you'd laugh, but. Uh, James White, McKissick, or Le'Veon Bell this week? Yeah, um, you know, there was, it was, there was a moment there where uh, J.D. McKissick was a thing. Um, at this point, I think I've kind of, you know, personally gotten away from that a little bit. You know, James White has has such a, a, a very good matchup uh, against the, the Jets this week on Monday Night Football, but uh, I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, he, he's obviously dealt with, uh, uh, you know, a, a pre- he hasn't really – been him his normal self that we the guy we like in PPR formats since obviously the tragedy uh, that his parents you know suffered uh, weeks ago. Um, so I'm just yeah. a little concerned about using him right now until he shows us that he's back to that. So I would use Le'Veon Bell. It's a pretty nice matchup for the Chiefs against a pretty porous uh, Panthers defense. Underst- understanding that you know Clyde Edwards-Helaire is going to be the first man in, but the truth is that they've been pretty you know 
pretty close to a 50-50 uh, split in snaps. It hasn't been right down the middle. It's still slanted towards Edwards-Alaire, and they've maybe run a little more when Ed- Edwards-Alaire is in the game. But I do think they're going to be using Bell with some frequency. So, I, Dave, I would use uh, Le'Veon Bell this week against the Panthers and uh, try and take advantage of that matchup. All right. I mentioned the Panthers there. There is a certain man who a lot of folks out there made the number one overall pick in fantasy football who is returning today. What should you expect? We'll discuss that next. The Fantasy Football Show is back with the guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. If I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. I have no backup. That's 312-332-3776. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. Calalan, el presidente de la Universidad de Houston, movimiento de Greg Olson de izquierda a derecha, le entregan a McCaffrey, ¡Se va! por fuera, ¡Tosia! te vas a meter, te vas a meter, That was not ESPN Deportes. We have not become a Spanish-speaking station. Don't worry. You're still listening to ESPN Chicago. I am Jeff Meller here on the Fantasy Football Show, here with you every Sunday morning during football season, starting at 8 a.m., taking your phone calls and helping you navigate the fantasy football landscape. Christian McCaffrey set to return today. What is uh, the expected workload? Look, it sounds like that he's going to step right in and be his uh, normal, traditional workhorse. So... I would say not that I don't think anybody was even questioning what to do uh, about with Christian McCaffrey. But I think if you're somebody who had Mike Davis and maybe you were in certain cases, as I was um, fortunate enough to land Mike Davis in a league where you did not own Christian McCaffrey. And so you were able to benefit during McCaffrey's hiatus. Uh, I would say it is at this point, time to send Mike Davis to the pine because I do not expect him. I don't think they will ease Christian McCaffrey back. It sounded like he was actually set to return uh, last. He was, or at least he was forced, uh, pushing for the opportunity to potentially get back last week when they were playing on Thursday Night Football against the Atlanta Falcons in that uh, very mucky game. I said mucky with all the rain and slop that uh, the Panthers uh, and Falcons were dealing with. Sounds like McCaffrey was really trying to get back for that game. The Panthers, though, did the prudent thing, uh, realizing that if they just skipped that game, he'd get an extra 10 days of rest from the ankle injury. And thus, because of that, I think the Panthers are probably better off for it. And Christian McCaffrey, fantasy football owners, are better off for it as well. Uh, so he's set to return. Obviously, you're locking him into your lineup today. But if you're a Mike Davis owner and we're just thinking, okay, can I maybe you know get something out of him for one more week? It doesn't look like that's going to be the case. It looks like Christian McCaffrey is going to be in there for his general 85 to 90 percent of snaps. So uh, if you're somebody who was hoping to get one last week out of Mike Davis, I'm here to tell you I don't think that is a good idea. All right, let's uh, continue to take the calls here. Try. Mike in Mount Prospect. Good morning, Mike. 
Hey, good morning, Jeff. I never needed your advice more than I do this week. I got eight of my 14 players on buys or, or IR or COVID Ugh. with no extra spots, okay? Yep. So I need two, a, P, a PPR. I need a tight end and a flex. I'm giving you two tight ends so one of them can be a flex. You might want sure. to start both tight ends. Okay. I got Mark Andrews mm-hmm. uh, at Indy, which is the number one team against t- uh, tight ends. Not yep. a good matchup. I got Fant. Uh, against Atlanta in Atlanta, uh, the worst team against mm-hmm. uh, tight ends. I've got Zach Moss at home uh, versus Seattle. I think Zach Moss is going to be really good this the rest of the year, but uh, uh, I don't know about this week. Yep. And then I picked up DJ Dallas, uh, uh, ironically, against Buffalo at sure. Buffalo for Seattle. All right, I Mike. One so, of each. <laughs> so I'm going to say initially, like, I, you, you know what? Tight end uh, matchups is one thing I, I I never get I never concern myself with. The truth is that from a, on a week to week basis, tight end is a situation where you know first of all, Mike, Mark Andrews is is essentially is he going to score one or multiple touchdowns? That's going to be the difference. I'm I'm putting Mark Mark Andrews into your tight end slot no matter what. The Colts defense, sure, it's you know. It's, there's a chance that they're going to hold the Ravens down a, a little bit in terms of scoring, but the, the Ravens' offense is still uh, putting up decent numbers. Obviously, Lamar Jackson has struggled, but he still looks for Andrews in the red zone, so I'm still using Mark Andrews. Mike, for me, it's just a, like whether or not his week is made, it's just going to be whether or not he finds the end zone, and I don't. most defenses don't go out of their way to stop tight ends. It's just a matter of the rest of the defense is working you know, uh, together well. So I, I never, I never uh, really look at the tight end matchups. It's just, it's kind of like a, it's kind of, there's a, there's a bit of randomness to that stat. So don't concern yourself too much with that. So lock in Mark Andrews. And then for me, it's between Moss and DJ Dallas, partially because um, Noah Fant has still, he looked better last week, but he still hasn't looked as good as he did at the beginning of the year after suffering that ankle injury. So until I see a real bust out game from Noah Fant, I'm going to be a little reluctant to start him when you've got better options. So then it comes down to Zach Moss versus DJ Dallas. And DJ Dallas, you know, last week he scored two touchdowns, but he only rushed for 41 total yards. Um, You know, he's really dependent on whether or not he can be fortunate enough to have Russell Russell Wilson basically hand him a you know a short goal line plunge and I do think that you know with Chris Carson still slated to be out we already know Carlos Hyde is out I haven't checked on Travis Homer looks like he is I think uh still questionable so if Travis Homer for whatever reason is actually back um today then that could also throw a wrench into what DJ Dallas owners are hoping for I would use Zach Moss I will say Mike I don't think he's locked up the job by any means because even though he had the big day last week with two touchdowns, 81 yards, 14 carries, Devin Singletary had 14 carries for 86 yards himself. So this looks like a split backfield in Buffalo going forward. Um, And it's not like Moss is so much bigger than Devin Singletary that he needs to be the guy who's on the goal line all the time. I think that's just going to be a rotation thing because the Bills still do use Singletary near the goal line. But I feel more comfortable using Zach Moss over DJ Dallas. He was good last week, but if you're somebody who's not desperate, Mike, and I think with your options, you're not, I would use Zach Moss over DJ Dallas. I don't feel comfortable trusting DJ Dallas just yet. Okay, thanks so very much. No problem. Thank you, Mike, for the call and your patronage. He is a loyal listener. He always calls every week. Love Mike in Mount Prospect. Let's continue with Joe, who's in Spring Grove. Joe, you're on ESPN 1000. Morning, Jeff. I got a tight end question. Mm-hmm. I've got you know, one point PPR. I got Hunter Henry at home against the Raiders. 
and I got Mark Andrews on the road against the Colts. Yeah, you know, uh, similar to the, uh, the the previous caller, Joe, I'm going to use Mark Andrews. I just, and again, I know it's been a little bit disappointing, but he's still been, you know, fairly productive when you look at the, the tight end landscape around the league. And I still do believe that uh, Mark Andrews is one of the few, one of the few fantasy football tight ends who is really the number one option for his quarterback in the red zone. You know, I'm trying to think like, you know, maybe, you you know, Kelsey, but the Chiefs are just a a different offense altogether. So outside of Mark Andrew, there's there's really, I don't think any other tight end you can make the argument is his team's number one receiving threat in the red zone. I, I think Mark Andrews is uh, is still a solid play. You still got to use him in most leagues. And I look, I'll say this. I do know that uh, there was a lot made about Marquise Brown tweeting that he needed to get the ball more. Lamar Jackson actually admitted that he's been bad. And I think as a passer, we can all agree that Lamar Jackson has certainly, you know, given, you know, some vindication to uh, what Bill Polian was talking about years ago. That you know, his passing ability is still, you know, something that as good as it was last year, now that teams have had a, a year to really kind of study what that offense is and what they're trying to do. Lamar needs to be better on his, you know, on his on his throws. There's no doubt about it. And so he has not been great this year. Marquise Brown though was vocal this week. You wonder is this the does is this the situation where the squeaky wheel um gets the grease? It's certainly possible, but the one Marquise Brown versus Mark Andrews, one guy's huge and you know, again this is where the red zone factor comes in. Marquise Brown if Lamar Jackson needs to hit on those those deep plays for Marquise Brown to be a real factor in fantasy football. Marquise Brown reminds me a lot of um, Deshaun Jackson in his heyday. He can win you a week if things go well. The difference is, though, that in his heyday, Deshaun Jackson had got you know had had someone like Michael Vick flinging the ball to him, and you know, you, you know, Michael Vick has his own issues, but Michael Vick could throw his receivers deep open and Deshaun Jackson took advantage of that. I don't know. I don't feel that the same way about Lamar Jackson. He's still, you know, erratic as a passer. And so Marquise Brown, his fate is going to rest on whether or not Lamar Jackson can harness his ability down the field this year. It just hasn't been there. So if you're, if you're looking for somebody who maybe can help you win a week this week, I feel a little better about Marquise Brown, but Again, you know, going forward, I need to see Lamar Jackson be better until uh, before I trust Marquise Brown the way I thought I would entering this season. Let's uh, continue on with Tom, who's in Bridgeport. Hey, Tom, what's up? Hey, Jeff, how you doing today? I need uh, two of these five. Um, I need um, DJ Dallas, mm-hmm. Melvin Gordon, uh, Nelson Elgar, Marvin Jones, or Corey Davis. Two of the five. Non PPR. Non PPR? Did you say, Tom? Yes, none PPR. All right. Yeah, you've got a, a plethora of options, and I don't feel strongly about any of them, to be honest with you. Uh, I think I would use Marvin Jones in this situation because of, uh, you know, he, he, he should have a little more opportunity with Kenny Galladay out. Um, and then it comes down to, for me, am I going with Gordon or Nelson Aguilar? And I think I would still use Melvin Gordon. Um, haven't been, you know, totally in love with what he's been doing since uh, his DUI. But they do have a an Atlanta Falcons defense that has really given players basically whatever they want. So I Philip Lindsay is expected to go today, so that's going to eat into some of Melvin Gordon's opportunities. But 
he was still the lead back last week, despite the fact that Lindsey was more productive. So I would go ahead and use Melvin Gordon in a good matchup against the Atlanta Falcons at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium today in Atlanta. All right, we'll continue to roll on. We've got some Twitch questions I want to get after. And uh, also, what's going on in that uh, Miami Dolphins backfield? We have to address that. We will next. Is your tight end in or out? Don't answer that. Is your backfield in good shape? Uh, never mind. Welcome back to ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. Miles Gaskin has been a nice little find for fantasy owners. Unfortunately, he has been placed on injured reserve due to a knee injury, I believe it was a torn meniscus. So he is going to be out for some time here. And you thought Matt Breida would have an opportunity to maybe do something, but Matt Breida has been ruled out today with a hamstring injury of his own. So that means that I've, Man that Bears fans are certainly familiar with, Jordan Howard, has an opportunity to step in after being inactive for multiple weeks. We'll have his chance to run the rock for the Miami Dolphins with Tua under center against the Cardinals. Um, Patrick Laird will also be in the mix, although he's dealing with an injury of his own as well. So, listen, if you're desperate, you need somebody, and maybe somebody who could be available on your waiver wire, Jordan Howard is somebody who is widely available in a lot of leagues. So if you're desperate, that could be somebody worth starting today. I would probably stay away from Laird um, unless you're in super deep leagues and, uh, you know, only PPR format because I don't think he's going to by any means get too many carries, but he may see some receptions in the passing game because we know firsthand that Jordan Howard, that is certainly not his strength. All right, uh, now is the the time when we run to the uh, Twitch chat room. You can follow us on Twitch or check us out as we stream the show. We stream every show on Twitch, Uh, ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch. All right, Tyler, Uh, Tyler Aki, my uh, young producer here who is, whenever I text him, he quickly responds. I texted him yesterday around, what was it, uh, 11 11 a.m., getting set for some of the injuries. And then I also texted him again last night, or I guess early this morning, 12.30, Response: No, almost no time. Are you up at twelve thirty? Are you twenty-three-year-old way? Uh, are, you, are you up at twelve thirty when you know you have to be in oh, here at yeah. like six a.m. Five and a half hours of sleep, I can do it. All right, all right. I, I like the uh, the go get the go the go getter in you. So, uh, what do we got in the Twitch chat room? Tyler? All right, let's start with this one: a non PPR league, Antonio Brown or DJ Moore. Yeah, I'm going with Antonio Brown, and I've mentioned it at the top here. I am I am a sucker for Antonio Brown's talent, and I do think Tom Brady's going to go out of his way on Sunday Night Football to try and get him a touchdown. And look, he's not going to be the he's, – he's not going to step in and be their number one option right away when you know you have Evans and probably Godwin out there as well with Gronk. There's so many great weapons, but listen, that's not a bad thing. I think – Eventually, Antonio Brown's talent is going to win out, and he's going to be, I think he's going to be a top 15 wide receiver in fantasy going forward once he gets his legs under him here. Um, so I think I would bet on the, the debut, uh, you know, DJ Moore, 
fine. You know, he certainly hasn't. He's been better the last few weeks, but he certainly hasn't been what you expected. So I would, I think I would uh, play the upside with Antonio Brown. All right, a flex question here from A. Herrera. Need one, Devontae Parker, Jordan Wilkins, or Darnell Mooney in a PPR league? Yeah, let's cross off Mooney. That's just like, unless he scores a touchdown, um, we've, you know, we know the issues the Bears offensive line is dealing with, both with injuries and COVID. Um, I, I don't know what the Bears, like, sure, the Titans don't really have a pass rush, but I'm concerned because a, a bad offensive line, like, very well could be worse this week because of the pl- the injuries they're dealing with. So we're crossing Mooney off. And then uh, remind me, I'm sorry, Tyler, who were the other options? I got so lost in my Darnell Mooney hates. <laughs> you had uh, Devontae Parker and Jordan Wilkins as your other two. Yeah, you know what? Let's uh, let's go ahead and use Parker. He 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 wasn't he wasn't uh, he wasn't like you know there wasn't a ton of volume. It was one catch last week for a touchdown. But I do think that Tua, I, I like Tua. I think he's going to be a good quarterback in this league. I think with more time and against a bad Arizona defense, but a good Arizona offense, which means shootout likely here. I like Devontae Parker's chances this week, especially because of the un, it's more the combination of the unknown with Jordan Wilkins as well. I would feel better if you're deciding between Wilkins and Taylor, who do you, Jonathan Taylor that is, who am I starting? I would advise using, I think, Jordan Wilkins this week. But when it comes down to like you know other players, I'm not so certain that I feel confident using Wilkins other as opposed to other decent options. So I would use Devontae Parker this week. All right, we haven't gotten a lot of questions on this guy this year, but he has started to play a lot better lately. Brandon Cooks or Hollywood Brown in a non PPR league? Ooh, interesting. And you know, I kind of already gave my Marquise Brown spiel earlier in the show, um, but Brandon Cooks has certainly been you know. Like that, you 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 laid it out. He's the last three games. He has you know at least seven catches in each game. Seven for sixty against the Packers a couple weeks ago. Nine for sixty-eight in a score uh, before that against the Titans, and then eight for one sixty-one in a score against the Jags uh, back in week six. I would uh, you know because it's the Jags again. I would uh, go ahead and use Brandon Cooks. Uh, this week because he, you, you're right. He has been a productive player, and Marquise Brown, you know, I, I do think they're going to try and hit him for a couple long ones. But again, Lamar's been uh, erratic at at best as a passer, so I don't feel great about that. And Brandon Cooks with Deshaun Watson throwing him the ball in a in a a very nice matchup for the Texans this week. I would say go ahead and use him against the Jags, um, because the other thing is I don't know what the Jags are going to be. I don't know how long they're going to be able to. Hold on to the ball offensively. They are no longer Luton free. Jake Luton will be under center for the Jags. No more Minshew mania. So uh, I don't know what that offense is going to be able to give you. Means possibly a lot of opportunities for the Texans this week and Brandon Cooks and Watson. All right, you ready for a great problem to have here? You yes. Need three of four: Antonio Brown, Michael Thomas, Will Fuller, Allen Robinson. Are there any real questions? That one is, yes, that's that's not really one of those ones where you're saying, okay, how many did he need? It's three. Three. So give me him again. Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas, A.B., Will Fuller, Allen Robinson. So this is a scenario where, for me, it's it, it pretty clearly comes down to A-Rob versus Antonio Brown because the other two I have to start. I, I cannot not start Thomas and Fuller right now the way I, I said. I think Thomas, I expect him to be back. We've been teased the last couple weeks about how we thought he'd return. I, You know, I, I just, I think he's going to be productive. I want Michael Thomas in my lineup, even though it's the first week he's returning. Will Fuller, uh, it's a lot of the same reasons we, we 
said start Brandon Cooks, same thing. Will the Fuller's been better than Brandon Cooks, you know what I mean? So uh, you got to keep him in the lineup. Then it's a matter of, okay, Allen Robinson, who we know is the focal point of the Bears' offense versus Antonio Brown. I think I would use Antonio Brown today over Allen Robinson. I just The offensive line issues the Bears are dealing with concern me, and it could there's a possibility if there's no time for Nick Foles, who we know is a statue back there, that really could short-circuit Allen Robinson's game. I personally would use Antonio Brown, but I'll tell you what. If you want the safety, you know Allen Robinson's going to be out there you know, for 50 to 60-plus snaps running routes out there. So safety play is Allen Robinson, but if you want to kind of swing for the fences, I would go I would go with Antonio Brown, and I'm more of a gambler. So I would go with Antonio Brown. All right, one last one here. we got a tight end question. Mark Andrews or Gronk in a PPR league? A lot of uh, Mark Andrews concerns yeah, today. Yeah, him and Marvin Jones, I feel like, are yeah. the two big names today. And, and so in most cases, in a vacuum, I, I'm keeping Mark Andrews in my lineup. And yeah, Gronk has certainly been better the last couple weeks. But I still think Mark Andrews is a bigger... He's just a bigger part of the Ravens offense. Gronk, you know, with uh, this is maybe this is completely just me, um, you know, uh, forecasting here without any real knowledge. But I, I, I think Antonio Brown is again. I've said it throughout the entirety of the show. I think he's the focal point for Tom Brady today. He tries and get him involved more. Gronk will take a back seat tonight. Going forward, I feel better about Gronk, you know, as the season progresses. But um, I think Antonio Antonio Brown's the Bucks receiver you want to play tonight. I would keep Andrews in the lineup over. Uh, Rob Gronkowski this week. All right, so let's try Paul, who's in Bloomingdale. Paul, you're on the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Miller. What's going on? Hi, morning, Jeff. So I have a uh, standard scoring flex question. So I need one of the four. Okay. Kurt, Kurt Ezekiel Elliott, mm-hmm. Justin Jackson, or Leonard Fournette? All right, so this is interesting. I think you have to... I think you have to leave Zeke out. I talked about it at the top of the show, Paul. Um, I, I just think the hamstring injury and uh, a, just an, a brutal Dallas Cowboys offense right now. Um, and then, you know, the offensive line is banged up. Time to sit Zeke. So now, for me, it comes down to Justin Jackson versus Leonard Fournette. And the Chargers, uh, I, uh, but it's tough because the the, the Vegas Raiders really do give running backs really whatever they want. But it's for me, it's Jackson versus Fournette. You know, Ronald Jones fumbled last week, which, you know, gave Fournette the opportunity to vault into the backfield. And he he, he played well against the Giants. So for me, I think I would use Leonard Fournette over over Justin Jackson slightly just because I think um, they, I, I feel more confident about his usage. Maybe I shouldn't. But I do think that um, Leonard Fournette's usage in the uh, Bucks running game is going to be more than Ronald Jones because for whatever reason, even when Ronald Jones is productive, he can't help himself. He'll, he'll fumble or he'll miss a key pass block, and he, without, without fail, finds himself relegated to the bench at some point. So I'm concerned about that. Let's try Kevin, who's in Lombard on the Fantasy Football Show. What's up, Kevin? So, guys, I've been hit by the injury bug by the Coranders running backs. First, it was uh, Mostert, then it was Tevin Coleman. So, I started hasty last night and took a beat, or on Thursday night, and took a beating. Sure. Uh, so, I have currently Cam, or not Cam Newton. I got Cam Newton available to start. I have to Bridgewater, Drew Locke. So, I'm trying to figure out who's my best option just to, to come back with points to come back and. Okay, so you got Cam Newton, 
Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. Is that what you're saying, Kev? That's what I'm saying. All right. Oh, let's see. Yeah. Let's talk talk through this one here. Cam obviously has the Jets, and that's he he that's my initial leaning, believe it or not. But I, I like if you're yeah, you know what? Like now that like I can't I can't advise using Cam at this point. I think I would use Teddy Bridgewater um, of the three. Drew Locke, I don't know what you're going to get. Like like he hasn't you know there's been a he's had a few weeks, but he's still far too inconsistent to trust in fantasy football and really feel you know good about it. I know the Falcons matchup looks pretty good on paper, but um, you know I I don't I I, I just I can't advise using Drew Locke. I, I think Teddy Bridgewater is probably your he's the guy I would bet on because I'm I'm kind of like playing it out where the Panthers um, fall behind to the Chiefs at some point and Teddy's got to put up points to, to keep him in the game. So, and even if even if they fall behind and they're not in the game, still presents the opportunity for some garbage time stats, Kevin. So, I think I would use Bridgewater against the Chiefs. All right, I'll stick with them. Thanks, All right, good luck to you. Kevin drops off, which leaves a line open for you, 312-332-3776. This is the Fantasy Football Show on ESPN 1000. The Fantasy Football Show is back with a guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. He's listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. That's 312-332-3776. This is The Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. ESPN 1000, I am Jeff Meller. Uh, I've said Ezekiel Elliott's name a lot today. What I have failed to say, and probably should have mentioned it earlier, at least I meant to, sometimes I get lost in all my thoughts, all the things I want to get out here uh, in an hour's time. If Tony Pollard is available in your league, go, go snatch him up right now. Don't wait. Go pick him up. I made a few transactions this morning and grabbed him. I don't want to start Tony Pollard against the Steelers' run defense because it is the best run defense in the league, and Ezekiel Elliott is going to play today. But if for whatever reason, you know, Zeke tweaks the hamstring, um, going forward, Tony Pollard will be, you know, the top one of the top waiver wire, wire ads in your league this week. Um, so even though the Dallas Cowboys offense right now is suspect starting running backs, we all know are the, the hardest commodity to come by in fantasy football. So Tony Pollard, he's a must add this morning on the chance that Ezekiel Elliott, uh, you know, does not perform and potentially is, you know, looking at some, you know, some off weeks in the future. So be proactive, go out and claim, uh, Tony Pollard before the waiver wires uh, get locked and uh, you have to actually make the claim during the week. All right, let's go uh, fast and furious here. Try and get in as many calls as I can. Full phone lines. Again, the Fantasy Football Show with you every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. I'm here to take your calls. 312-332-3776. Alex is in Buffalo Grove. What's up, Alex? Hey, morning, guys. How's it going? Uh, so I got uh, one, spot left, uh, one flex spot left, I should say, in a PPR uh, it's not that great. I've got a bunch of injuries and uh, other things going on, but that's CD Lamb, uh, Henry Ruggs, and Hayden Hurst. Um, so you know what? I'm going to say, like at this point, I'm I can't trust CD Lamb. I would use Henry Ruggs over, like, same. I, I you know, her, the tight end situation for flexes. I try and avoid it just because 
there's for me there's there's really limited upside. You always you know Henry Ruggs has the big playability there. I think in the flex spot that uh, most people would prefer. So I would use Henry Ruggs kind of uh, bet on his uh, big playability there. Hey Ron in Schaumburg, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Ron? Hey Jeff, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. well long time listener, love your show. Ah, oh, thank you, Ron. I appreciate the uh, the good the kind words. Okay, got a. We're, I'm in a two quarterback league. Mm-hmm. I already have Patrick Mahomes is starting, and the it's a good place. It's a good place to start, Ron. Two quarterbacks, Matt Stafford or Derek Carr. I need one to go along with Mahomes. Sure, you know what? I uh, I like uh, Derek Carr today against the uh, Chargers. Uh, he's been he's been fairly productive this year. Pretty good fantasy player, especially in a two quarterback league. I think Derek Carr is the play. A uh, little concerned with Stafford without Galladay. Um, he is going to play if you're just joining us. Matthew Stafford has cleared his uh, COVID tests. He took the private jet um, for the Lions today, so he will be under center against the Vikings. But uh, if you if you don't have to use Stafford today without Galladay, you know, Sands Galladay, that's the biggest factor for me as a fantasy player is is Matthew Stafford just as is not as enticing when he's playing without his top receiving threat on the field and Galladay is out with the hip injury. Joe is in Lowell, Indiana. Hey, Joel. What's up? What's up, man? Tyler Lockett or Michael Thomas? Ooh, that one's tough, but, you know, and it says you're, you're a PPR scoring, right, Joe? Yeah. Yeah, in PPR, I have to use Michael Thomas. I, I just, I can't get away from not using him. As long as he's on the field, for me, in PPR scoring, he's a must-use. I understand that Tyler Lockett has been really good. He's had the blow-up game for the uh, Seahawks, but the truth is that Michael Thomas caught 149 balls last year. In PPR, I, I don't know how you get away from not using him. Uh, you know, maybe in a standard we can make we can have a, a bigger discussion, but in PPR scoring, Michael Thomas is just he's the number one wide receiver for me. Uh, Amir in Oakland here on ESPN 1000. What's up, Amir? Hey, Jeff, how are you? I'm doing well. All right, so I need to pick three of five. My team's been decimated all year of injuries and COVID protocols and all that, but um. So I have uh, Marquise Brown, Christian Kirk, Darnell Mooney, uh, Des Bryant, and Jacoby Myers. All right, Amir. So in this situation, I feel I feel much better about uh, advising to use Hollywood Brown uh, amongst your your receivers there. I would use Christian Kirk as well. We can't use Des Bryant yet. Des is being elevated from the Ravens practice squad, so he will be on the roster. But no, come on, we got We we need to see something from Des before we just plug him into into the lineup. He might score a short touchdown. But, um, like, I can't count on that right now. I need to see Des Bryant play before I feel comfortable using him. So then it comes down to Mooney and Myers. And I, I think I would try Myers uh, against the Jets today. I think that's, you know, today. Uh, tomorrow on Monday Night Football, New England, New York, just the Jets have been awful. So let's uh, use him in that situation. Al is in Deer Park on the Fantasy Football Show. Hey, Al. Hey, Jeff. Uh, I've got uh, two running backs or I need two. I have four. I have both running backs from Tampa, both running backs from Indy. Okay, so you have both running backs from Indy, but I see you have Taylor and Hines. You do not. It does not say Jordan Wilkins, right, Al? It does not have so, Jordan Wilkins. So that's that's the problem in that situation is that I don't. You know, I think Jordan Wilkins might actually be the guy who is. Um, you know, somebody who sees you know a bigger workload. Ah, I think I would use Fournette, and uh, the question for me is. Do you Al, do you feel good about your matchup? Do you think you're in a in a strong position, or you do you feel like you're yes. the underdog? Okay, so in that scenario, I would use both Fournette and Jones. I would kind of just corner the market on the Bucks running backs because I don't think 
the Colts are really going to, you know, they're not in store for a big day against the Ravens defense today. Um, you know, and just trying to guess. I would probably lean towards Hines, believe it or not, you know, versus Taylor because it's PPR scoring for you. But I would just probably play it safe, start both Bucks running backs, and um, get whatever volume you can out of the Bucks backfield because, unfortunately, I, I, I don't, I can't really tell you exactly who's going to be the lead back in the Colts backfield this week, but it's a mess. And against the Ravens, it doesn't seem like a a great option. All right. I'm going to zip through the callers we have quickly. Angelo wants to know he's got a PPR scoring Taylor Wilkins or Kelly. Uh, Angelo, let's use Jordan Wilkins. Isaac wants to know Dallas or Edwards, DJ Dallas or which Edwards is that? I can't even figure that out. Um, Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards. Thank you, Tyler. Um, I would use Gus Edwards, Isaac. TJ wants to know Cooper, Slayton, or Aguilar. I would use uh, Slayton, TJ. Jeff wants to know Gibson, Robinson, Dallas, or Jacobs. He needs three of the four. Hey, Jeff, let's uh, let's let's keep uh, let's lose DJ Dallas. All right, I'm out of time, but you can hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M E L L E R. Thanks to Tyler Aki for producing. The Fantasy Football Show. Don't go anywhere. Coming up at 10 a.m., it's the Points Bet pregame show. Fred Hubner, Brian Hanley, breaking down Bears and Titans. They've got everything you need to know right here on ESPN 1000.